Hey friends, before we get into today's episode, I have a question for you. Are you ready to live with more joy and contentment in your life? Are you ready to live in freedom of other people's opinions and people-pleasing? Are you ready to grow in your faith in God and be who he's created you to be? If you are, but just feel stuck in figuring out how to do that, I want to invite you to do a one-on-one mentorship session with me. Send me an email and we'll chat to see if it's a good fit. What do you got to lose? Hey friends, welcome to Affirming Truths. I'm your friend and host, Carla Arges. This show is a safe place to share our struggles, grow in faith, and root our identity in Christ. My hope is that you will leave each episode feeling encouraged in your journey. Subscribe so you don't miss an episode, and it would mean the world to me if you would leave a review. I am so glad you're here. Let's get started. Hello, friends. It is Carla here, and it is so good to be with you on another Monday morning or whenever you're listening to this. I have a great topic in store for you today, but it's going to be a challenging one, right? I feel like I say that with a lot of our episodes. We are being challenged, but it's a good challenge. It's a challenge that is going to grow us to be more like Jesus. And that's ultimately what we want, right? Because in being more like Jesus, we have freedom, we have joy, we have peace, we have kingdom living here on earth, even amidst our trials. So can I get an amen on that? You guys know that I am all about renewing our mind. And a big part of that is learning how to take our thoughts captive, take our thoughts captive. It says in 2 Corinthians 10, 5, we demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God. And we take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. That is a job we are called to do as we walk through sanctification and living in righteousness, right? Any thought that comes in our head that sets itself up against the knowledge of God, what is the knowledge of God? It's the truth, right? It's the truth that we are to take that thought captive. Any sinful thought that goes against the truth of God, we are to take that thought captive. And here's here's what I want to say to you. It is so important when it comes to walking in our calling and living a life of purpose in order to bolster our faith, to affirm the truth in our life. That means that when we have thoughts that we're not good enough, that our past defines us, that we're too broken to be used by God, that we speak back truth into that. And we take those thoughts captive and speak truth. But guys, I don't want us just focused on the thoughts that don't make us feel good. I don't want us just focused on the I'm good enough in the kingdom thoughts and Jesus loves me no matter what thoughts. Those are true. Yes. And the enemy attacking us through our thoughts is very real, right? 
He wants to stop us from walking in our purpose. So when he is accusing us of our past, when he is um, telling us that we're not good enough, when he is causing us to doubt our giftings, yes, we need to speak truth and life and all of that into there. But friends, and this is where the challenge is going to come. I want us to really take this verse to heart when it comes to our sinful thoughts. I think sometimes because we are, and I'm doing the the quote unquote sign here, when we are doing good things, that we think that we are quote unquote good. When we're not off murdering or stealing or um, being adulterous, when we are not out cursing and laying in the street drunk, we think that we're okay. But God is not just after our outward appearance. God is after our hearts and our minds. And Jesus even said in the New Testament Gospels that it's not just if you go kill a man, but if you have that anger and the desire to kill in your head and in your heart, you are equally, equally sinful, right? God doesn't have these sins to different degrees. Sin is sin. It's either a sin or it's not a sin. Thinking the thought puts you at just as much distance and separation from God as doing the act. And I think sometimes we fool ourselves that that's not the case. Well, no one knows what I'm thinking. No one can see what I'm thinking. So it's okay. Friend, God sees. And that secret sin that's living in your thought life is stopping you from being all that God has created you to be. And what thoughts am I talking about? I'm talking about the lustful thoughts, the thoughts that you feel towards your neighbor or towards the coach on your kid's team. I'm talking about judgmental thoughts, the thoughts that you have towards the single mom that lives down the road or the smoker that stands outside church and has a cigarette before service. I'm talking about your angry thoughts when you're arguing with your spouse or when someone cuts you off on the highway. I'm talking about the thoughts that cause us to sin, the thoughts that pull us away from God, the thoughts that can root in our heart bitterness and breed separation from the will of God. We need to take those captive. We need to take those captives and make it obedient to Christ. And what thoughts are obedient to Christ? Hey, God tells us, right? He doesn't leave it a mystery. We read in Philippians 4, 8, whatever is true, noble, right, pure, lovely, admirable, praiseworthy, think on such things. When you are thinking about having sexual relations with someone that's not your husband, that's not pure or right or admirable or praiseworthy. Take that thought captive. When you are thinking about how much you dislike your mother-in-law and you are disdaining her in your head, that is not noble or right or lovely or admirable or praiseworthy. When you are thinking that you are so much better than someone else because you read your Bible every day and you raise your hands when you worship and they don't, that is not noble and true and right and pure and lovely and admirable and praiseworthy. 
friends, we need to take those thoughts captive just as much as we need to take the self-deprecating thoughts captive. And I feel like in the world today, the world's messages are just about things that make you feel good. Things that just make you feel good. If it doesn't make you feel good, don't do it. But if it makes you feel good, do it. The world is just about appearances. If you can play the role and fake it till you make it, it's good. That is not how the kingdom works. God is concerned with your sin and your righteousness. And in him, you are made holy. And we are living in the in-between of not yet realized, yet fully made perfect in Christ's sacrifice. But we need to take our thoughts captive. And how do you do that? Because you can't control the thought coming into your head, right? Like that is not the sin. The fact that a thought pops into your head is not the sin. The sin is what do you do with that thought when it comes into your head? Are you taking it captive or are you ruminating on it? Are you watering it? Are you feeding it? Are you um, staying focused on it? Are you carrying it throughout your day? Is Is it poisoning you, right? We can't necessarily control the thought coming to mind. That's why it doesn't say, do not think the thoughts, right? Paul knew we can't stop the thought from coming in our head. He said to take them captive. The, the, the pressure is not not to think it at all. The pressure is not to never have a lustful thought or to never have a hateful thought or a prideful thought or a judgmental thought or a self-deprecating thought. That's not what we're called to do. We're called to take them captive and put them in obedience to Christ. That's the action. So you can get rid of any guilt or shame that you have if the thought is coming to mind. And I'll tell you, I struggle with lustful thoughts. I do. I struggle with lustful thoughts. And they will come to mind out of seemingly nowhere. Is the fact that the thought came to mind the sin? No, the sin is when I start indulging the thought. The sin is when I start allowing the thought to have space in my mind. The sin is when I allow the thought to lead me down daydreaming and all of that stuff. That's where the sin comes in. And friend, I do not want you to be bound by sin. I want you to break off those chains, right? So that you are more open to how the spirit wants to work in and through you to bring about kingdom goals in your life, starting right at home with your spouse and your kids and rippling into your community. And the good thing is taking thoughts captive, the steps that I have for you, there's only four. There's only four steps and they are simple. Not always easy to do, not always one and done, but they are simple. So here's how we gain control over what we think about. We acknowledge the thought. We acknowledge it. Have you ever like had an itch that you want to scratch and you try to ignore it and ignoring it becomes more intrusive? When we just try to ignore the thought, that is not taking it captive, right? 
that's like, I'm going to freeze and stand in the corner and let the burglar go around my house rather than actively trying to chase down the burglar. We got to be active. We got to be active. We got to acknowledge the thought. And how I do that in my own life is I say, I see you thought and I name it. I see you lustful thought wanting me to sin against the sanctity of my marriage. I see you self-deprecating thought that wants me to doubt the hope and the future that God has for me. I see you prideful thought wanting to take ownership over your own thing rather than giving God the glory. I see you judgmental thought thinking that you're better than everyone else. I acknowledge it. I call it by name. Second, I repent of the thought, right? Making it obedient to Christ, I repent of it. I see you lustful thought. And in the name of Jesus, I repent of this thought. And then I talk back to the thought with scripture. You do not have a right in my brain. I am a child of God. If the thought is about that I'm not enough, then I say Jesus has made me enough. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. If the thought is about, um, you know, the lustful things, I say, I, I repeat scripture that talks about the lust of the eyes and, and giving my heart and being bound to my husband and being of one accord. I, I talk back scripture to it, just like when Jesus was tempted in the wilderness he talked back scripture to the enemy. There is power in the word of God. And then I asked the Holy Spirit for relief. God says that we are not going to be tempted without a way out, right? We're not going to be tempted without him providing a way for escape. So I acknowledge the thought. I repent of the thought. I talk back to the thought with scripture and I ask the Holy Spirit for relief. And sometimes I have to go through this four-step process over and over and over again before the thought is gone. Sometimes I have to go through this four-step process and then crank worship music and get my mind focused on the lyrics of the song and sing and praise and glorify God. Right? But you can't overcome what you don't acknowledge, so you have to acknowledge it. You can't put it into obedient to, in obedience to Christ until you're surrendered in repentance. You can't demolish the argument without talking back to it with truth and proving how it's wrong and proving how it's sin and proving how it's not holy. And we can't do anything without Jesus. So we ask for the Holy Spirit. We need God to work with us, to partner with us. And he is so faithful to show up in those moments. He is so faithful. And so I want to encourage you not to be a slave to your thought life, not to live in the secret prison of your thought life, not to be bound and, and, and held back from how God wants to use you because of your thought life. I also want you to release shame over your thought life. Shame is not of God. Shame is not of God. The enemy used to try to make me shameful for the thoughts that I used to struggle with. That's not of God. And I don't accept that in the name of Jesus. There's therefore now no condemnation in Christ Jesus for those who walk after the spirit, right? I do not accept shame. 
I do accept help from the Holy Spirit. I do accept that this is an ongoing challenge for me. I do accept my role and responsibility in taking them captive. You see where I'm going with this? You don't have to be ashamed. The goal is not never to have a bad thought again, but you do have to take ownership and take the lead and gain control over the thoughts once they come. Taking it captive in obedience to Christ, demolishing the arguments, the lies of the enemy, every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God. We take it captive and we have the victory in Christ Jesus. That's the good news, friend. You can do this because you have the victory in Christ Jesus. You just got to stop sweeping it under the rug. You got to stop pretending it doesn't exist. You got to stop saying, well, at least I don't act on it, or at least I don't do this. No, you got to call it out in your life with the heart of wanting to chase after Jesus and be transformed by, by him into his likeness. God has a hope and a future for you, friend. And the more and more that we can lay our thoughts down and take them captive and renew our mind, the more and more we are going to be equipped to serve God and serve the kingdom in the way he wants to use us. Yes, God has a hope and a future for you, and he wants to partner with you in bringing that about. So do your part by taking them captive, my friend. Your affirming truth for you today is I have power over my thoughts in Jesus' name. And we look to a verse in, oh, I think it's Mark. I'll have to put this in the show notes. Or no, Corinthians, 1 Corinthians. For who can know the Lord's thoughts? He knows enough, who knows enough to teach him. But we understand these things, for we have the mind of Christ. As believers, we have the ability to discern and understand the word of God so that we can demolish arguments, so that we can come against every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God. We can have the mind of Christ and taking thoughts captive and replacing it with truth. And you have the power over your thoughts in the name of Jesus. There is power in the name of Jesus. So plead the name of Jesus over your thought life today, friend. You are equipped by the Holy Spirit to tackle this and have the victory. I'll see you next week. Thanks for joining me today. I hope we're already friends on social media, but if we're not, come find me on Instagram at Carla Arges or at Affirming Truth. Can't wait to see you back here next week. Bye, friends.